think people are not coming because they hear it at home? And if that's fine, I mean, the end of the day it should work. Some, yeah. Yeah. End of the day it should work. It's hard to get after the weekend. That's what we're, now I hear that, which is the reason why we're doing this, the right. recording. But right. it makes right. it. Yeah, right. Okay. So I just want to finish off with Malach. We just we, we basically did it last week. I want to just touch upon a couple of last points, and then we're going to start the actual Malachos. Bezer Hashem, our goal is to go through Olam Atas Malachos, and then some of the Rabbanans, Bezer Hashem as well. So we mentioned last week as far as Malav Malka that the structure in terms of what's preferable from the top to the bottom is the same as Shal Shudas, meaning it's most preferable is actually obviously washing from Malav Malka, and then second best, as you mentioned, was the Chashivas of Mizonos, third was meat or fish, and fourthly is Peyos which is fruits, which are the same structures of Malav Malka as the Shal Shudas. Obviously, again, the preference of washing is something certainly which is top in terms of priority level. I think I mentioned this once in the past, maybe more than that. My mother, Allah Shalim, was extremely makman of Malka. And the way she, I still remember this, must go back maybe more than 30 years. When she came home, she went to a shir, I don't remember who shir it was. And the person said a quote from the Chazanish. And this is saying over the quote that I remember from many years ago. The Chazanish said, those who don't have Malav Maka will be sorry. End quote. That was the end of the quote. So I remember that she came home with that quote and she was very uh, taken by that. And I, I think since then, I, I can't remember the famous Malav Maka. And it was something which we took on as a family as an, as an incredible thing. And Lamai said something which it, it changed the whole of Rav Matzah Shabbos. Matzah Shabbos is not just now. Shabbos is done with and over with, but it's still it's a way of expanding Shabbos. And really, it's a very, very special thing. In addition, which is even make, makes them that much higher level and sometimes not always as easy, the idea of having something fresh from Av Malka is certainly a, another level of Hashivas, which is not just leftover chal, which sometimes is just the easiest thing to have and wash it with something fresh. I try to at least have it like a make a cheese sandwich out of it or something which will be fresh out of it. And there's also another aspect of having something hot on Matzah Shabbos, hot particularly in, in either a drink, or many posts can say actually a hot shower fulfills this as well. Interesting. And the Gemara says that Maligma is something, the, 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 having a hot either drink or according to many posts can a shower as well, is, it, gives, it brings refuah, brings healing to a person. Sounds like on a physical level, brings hearing, particularly on Master Shabbos, maybe on a spiritual level as well. Interesting, the idea of having either a hot drink or a hot shower or something hot on Master Shabbos. So these are the aspects of something, of washing, preferably, if possible, something even fresh. The idea of a hot drink or a hot shower, one of the two, all part of the Hashivism of Malka. Some take it to another level, they light neiros and use a tablecloth. Again, these all, certainly the more chashav one makes Malav Malka, the more it's giving the chashivas to what Shabbos is and what leaving Shabbos means. These all obviously go hand in hand in terms of what a person can do to show chashivas to that. Is there a time limit? Yeah, so, so we touched upon last week that the, the, the latest, for, go back, l'chatchila should be the earliest possible. Really, the earlier the better, because it's close to the Shabbos as part of the levaya. The latest time is Chatzos, which is pretty late. Most people go to sleep much later on the Shabbos, so it, right. it ends up working together with that. But Chatzos is the latest time, which again, somewhere between 12.30 and 1.30, depending on the time of the year, will be the, the latest time for Malav Malka. At that point, it really starts on some level the next day of Sunday. That connection to Matzah Shabbos is much, 
or limited after Chatzos, and therefore the after Chatzos really is a cutoff point for that. Okay. Let's I want to move on now to start the Malachos. Lamatas Malachos obviously is a huge subject, huge undertaking. Bezer Shaman shall go through all 39. Never actually did all 39, but then much of them. Hopefully we'll get through all the Bezer Shaman. That's really the goal. And as an introduction, actually a few introductions. Firstly, what the word Malacha means. The word Malacha we simply translate as work. It doesn't mean work per se, because we know that a person could do something which is strenuous, and it's not considered Malacha at all. I can slap a table around, and it's not necessarily considered anything wrong with that. Although we will see, which is in a while from now, when we get to the Durabanans, there is an issue with Durabanans sometimes of doing things which are not covered for Shabbos, doing strenuous activities is often part of Zilzal Shabbos, maybe not disgraceful to Shabbos, not covered for Shabbos, so we'll get to that later on, but certainly not a Malacha, not Lamates Malachos. Rav Hirsch translates the idea of Malacha as creative work, which obviously everything is Mazeich Lamaisa Gracious, we're trying to do the opposite of what Kadosh Baruch did by Maisa Gracious, and Kav rested on the seventh day, the resting was from creative work. I mean, the first six, first six days, Akash Baruch Hu was involved in creative work. The Shabbos was from creative work. There's one Malach, which is an exception to that, which is Hotzah, which is carrying. And the first says that's, we actually find in many places, Hotzah is called a different category of Malacha, which is, we'll get to, we'll get to Hotzah, we'll talk about how that's different, but it's a very different, it's, not, it's very different than the other 38. All 38 preceding Hotzah are all creative work. Hotzah, then at 39th, is actually not creative at all. I'm just transferring something from one property to another, and that's the one exception. But all the three are the creative works. That's just the, as far as translation, what the word means. Another important introduction is something which is relevant to almost all the balachos, and I think it's important to focus on just this concept of psikresha, and exactly what it means, davashin and I wanted to explain those terms, explain how it applies. It is something which is so practical and so relevant, especially with technology, this rule is something which comes up all the time and something which is very important to keep in mind as we'll go through the malachos, particularly when we get to things involved in technology but in other areas as well. So the, the Gemara has the following machlokas. It's actually machlokas in the, in the Mishnayis. Between two opinions, it's the opinion of Rav Shimon and Rav Yehuda. Dovashayna Meskaven. Translated simply, something which I have no intention for. And the Gemara's example is the example which is brought in the, in the Mishnah and we'll see exactly how to apply it to other cases. A person takes the bench, the case of the Mishnah, and drags it through a yard. Obviously, by doing so, and as part of doing so, it is very likely a person will make a furrow in the ground by dragging it. But my intention is not to make a furrow. My intention is not to dig into the ground. My intention is not to plant, obviously, at all, which is what a furrow is really in preparation for. My intention is to get the bench from one, yard, from one side of the yard to the other. That's my intention. So the Gemara says, the review this says, it doesn't matter what your intention is. If a malacha will result or potentially result from what you're doing, it's awesome. You can't do it. Across the board is awesome. So, davashen miskavin. I'm doing something which I have no intention for malacha, but a malacha either may or for sure will result. Review this as that's awesome. Your intention is irrelevant. Says Rav Shimon in the Mishnah, then no. Davashen miskavin is mutter, which means that if you have no intention, intention for the malacha to happen, Permissible. Your intent is a primary aspect in this in malacha. And that very much involves in how malacha is, what the goal is, what the purpose is, and this, all, that, all that's included. 
there's an idea of malachas machsheves. You have to have machshava, you have to have intent to do the malacha. And if you have no intent to do the malacha, it's not like it was done in the Mishkan, the Mishkan, which is the parallel for much of malachas come from. There, obviously, everything was done with intent, with the goal to, to have something creative. If it wasn't my intent at all, it's not similar to the way that was done in the Mishkan, which is the paradigm for the malachas. And therefore, if Shimon says, permissible, totally fine, totally permissible. So he says, you can go drag the bench across the yard. Since your intent is not to, to make a furrow, totally fine. We pass on like Rav Shimon. We hold like the halacha follows of Shimon, that dovashini miskavan is mutter. A person who has no intent for the result of the action is totally permissible. But there's a caveat. Rav Shimon himself says that there's an exception in what's called psikresha. Now, psikresha literally means the cutting of the head. Psik is cutting in Aramaic. Resha is from the word rosh. Aramaic, it's the word for head. Psikresha is cutting of the head. What's the cutting of the head? So the Gemara says the following example, which is a little bit interesting example, but something which was very, very relevant then. Gemara talks about cutting off the chicken's head. Why cutting off the chicken's head? In those days, pre-Fisher Price days, they used to cut, used to use chicken's heads for toys. Very enjoyable toy for kids to play with. Push the eyes, whatever you do with it. They used to use it as a toy for their children. Now the Gemara says that a person wants to have a toy for their child. Okay, so I have to get a chicken's head. How do I do that? Cut the head off. The Gemara says the following words. Can you cut off the head and it won't die? Meaning, this is a similar type of case. I don't intend, I don't want, I don't care if the chicken dies. I just want the head. That's my intention. I want the head. So the Gemara says this should also involve the same achlokis of Shimon or of Yehuda. My intention is not to, to kill the chicken. I don't want to kill the chicken. I'm not interested in killing the chicken. happens to be that it's impossible to cut off the head without the chicken dying. So the Gemara says in that case of where it's an inevitable result of what I'm doing, Gemara says according to Rav Shimon, Rav Shimon agrees that that's, that'll be awesome. Therefore, back to our case with the bench, the person is dragging a bench across the yard and it's an, it's an inevitable result that's going to dig a furrow. Gemara says even if Shimon agrees that's forbidden. Why? Because once it's inevitable, so we look at it, that's almost like your intent. Now, it may not be your primary intent, but you know that's going to happen. You know that's built into the action you're doing. It's going to dig a furrow if you have a very heavy bench. You know if you drag a heavy bench across the yard, it's impassable it won't make a furrow. That's, it's, it's, that's the nature of heavy benches when you're dragging, dragging across the yard with has dirt. So Shimon says, it's almost like built into your intent now. You know that's going to happen. And if once it's inevitable, it's called as if it's Davish or Miskavin, or if Shimon agrees, that's okay. And it sounds very esoteric in terms of the case of dragon benches, and it sounds certainly, that doesn't sound very relevant. We can go through many cases, I'll go through the mention of just a few now, where this is very, very relevant. Particularly relevant in terms of how, and I said Shiloh someone asked last week, which this came up, this exact principle, in, in a very, very different way than cutting off chicken's heads and dragon benches. And the case was, a person was at home, and they realized that they have a, a sensor in their home that every time they pass by, a light is reflected on the sensor. It doesn't actually turn anything on because the sensor was actually was shut off that it wouldn't turn the, the light on. But they realize on the sensor itself, so there's, there's a, small, a small LED light that was going on when they passed by. Why? Because the sensor itself was still on. It wasn't triggered to make the effect of turning the light on. The sensor was still on. We actually have a similar thing in our house by the garage. We happen to have a garage door opener, and where the garage, if you pass by the garage door opener, whether you, the, doesn't make a difference whether the garage door is open or closed, 
the sensor picks up that someone's there. Something's blocking now the sensor. And it actually on the, we have a pad, which actually shows on the pad that the sensor's blocked now. So it's a similar thing, that whenever you walk by the sensor, if you walk by on Shabbos, it's going to reflect on the pad, even though it doesn't, doesn't do anything. It just goes up on the pad. That's the case, and there's numerous variations of this Shiloh, particularly with sensors, and things of that nature. Someone, this, uh, this came up by Shal we were talking about a very interesting case, which is, will be more and more relevant. A person asked me, <laughs> Shiloh, which is Shiloh, also practical Shiloh, they were, they were preparing for, uh, for potential Shabbos having to go to the hospital, and they're trying to figure the best way to call a taxi, and they asked, would it be the best way to call a taxi by telling Siri to call a taxi? That was the Shiloh. This is the real Shiloh. asked me two weeks ago, right? Now, I wasn't so familiar with how Siri works and who she is and if she's Jewish or not Jewish, but... Um, right, what? Right, right, right. So this was... I spoke about actually Shiloh Shudders last week. We spoke about the Shiloh and discussed all the ramifications of the Shiloh. Now, I, I don't realize that if, you're, if a person has one of these things, Siri, on their phone, it, it's always listening if the phone's on because it's always... I mean, every time you talk... Someone mentioned this. I didn't realize this. Every time you talk, when the phone's there, if it's on, it's always trying to sense. Is someone saying, hey, Siri? So that means every, t- every time there's words spoken, something actually is triggering inside to sense if the word person's saying those words or not. So that means every time you talk, forget about saying, hey, Siri, or telling it to order a taxi. Just having a phone in a, in a room, which is, especially if the phone's on, I'm assuming if it's off, it doesn't do that. But if it's on, and it's set to the mode that, whatever to wake her up, when, when, you, when you need it, that actually is going to do something every time you talk. There's something happening internally. It's, it's creating circuits, whatever. I, uh, I can't explain exactly from a digital, but it's doing something, right? And this is a very similar Shiloh. So can you talk in your house when you have, or do you have to shut your phone off? Let's say you know that it's on. You left it on by mistake. Let's say you try to shut it off. You left it on by mistake. Are you allowed to talk in that room, in that house, near, near the phone, when something will be happening, potentially as a result of you saying any words? Some voice activation is happening, something. Right? So, again, there's many, many variations of the Shiloh. This is all the same Shiloh. Why? I have no intent to create something to happen. In the case of the sensor, the sensor's off. So whether I, do, I, do I want... This light to go on, I have no interest in light going on. In our garage, we have this pad, which it says if you pass by the sensor. No interest, no desire. It's not our intent at all. And this person with Siri phone on, they have no intent, whenever they're talking, to do anything with the phone. They don't want, it, they don't want the phone to go on. So all these cases really are revolving around the same concept. They're dovish and miskavin. They're no intent. The problem is all these cases are obsecretia. All these cases, it's going to for sure happen. That means it's for sure going to happen that if you pass by, something will happen as a result. A light will go on, a sensor will, on some level, something's going to happen. When you talk, it's picking up. And that gets to a much more serious child. If it wasn't a psychiatrist, it wasn't for sure going to happen, it may happen, it may not happen, okay? So that's one, one level question. But if you're dealing with a psychiatrist, so it would seemingly be a much more serious child, and it is a more serious child. So how do we deal with all these cases, which all revolve around the same question, I am not miscaving, I have no intent for it to happen, which technically makes it mutter, but if Shimon has a caveat, that if it's, if it's a psikresha, if it's sure going to happen, then it's aser. So I want to really approach this, these questions and add one more step of the rule, which is going to make it 
a little more complicated, but I think will help round out where this rule applies and how it applies to be able to get some clarity in, in these questions and many, many more questions and similar. Before we get to those questions, I want to really go back one step and just try to re-clarify the rule of Dabashet and Miskavim which gives some other examples which are maybe can or cannot be Ipsicratia. One of the common cases where this comes up is combing hair or brushing hair, right, on, on Shabbos. So a person who brushes hair on Shabbos, we deal with a potential issue of malacha called gozes, which we'll get to later on, of pulling out hair, which is removal of hair from a place which is growing, it wouldn't apply to a shaitel, that's a whole different question. Well, let's assume we hear from a person's head. Pulling out of here is gozes, malacha doraisa. Brushing here would be something, I have no intention to pull out here. Not my intention, not my goal, not, I don't want to do that. So it's dovashe in the I have no intent for the brush to pull out here. So therefore, can a person brush their hair on Shabbos? So the answer will be, Davashenim is I have no intent for it to happen. My only question will be now, is it a psikresha? Is it for sure going to happen that hair will be pulled out? And that will depend on the person, on the brush, how they brush, how hard, how many strokes. All that's going to be part of the factors. Is it a psikresha? So for example, someone who has hair that comes out much easier could be a psikresha. That they know that every time they take a brush and run it through the hair, it's going to pull out here. In that case, if it's a psikresha, that'll be asa. However, if it's a situation where I know that this brush, which is much softer, is not a psikresha, it will pull out here sometimes, but not all the time. And if you look at it after a number of strokes, you'll see here and there. Okay, that means sometimes it is, but I can test it one time, two times, and there's no hair. That means not every time is it pulling out here. Interesting, we said psikresha for sure is inevitable. Psikresha, in, in a halachic sense, doesn't have to be 100%. Most posts can say it's over 90%. So that's really, the, we, which is still pretty high. It's 9 out of 10 times it's going to happen. So that means, if I have no intent for the action to happen, in this case, like pulling out hair, if 9 out of 10 times the hair will come out, that person cannot brush hair with that brush. Obviously, if they find a different brush, which won't pull out hair, 9 out of 10 times, maybe only 5 out of 10 times, that's okay. If I know that, if I don't do it so strongly, if I don't, if I don't do it with, with so strength, then it may not come out, okay, no longer obsecration, then it's okay. So this is a very, very important rule, and this is like another simple application, brushing here on Shabbos. So we, can a person floss on Shabbos? Same Shiloh. So, obviously, we're talking about the floss is cut before Shabbos, and there's no question of ripping the floss, which is a malacha kare, we'll get to later on. Cut floss. Can I floss teeth on Shabbos? Exactly the same question. I have no intention to cause bleeding. I don't want to cause bleeding. I don't I'm not interested in causing bleeding. Not my intention. My intention is to clean my teeth and to remove any plaque, whatever else is there. No intention. Will it bleed or not? Depends on the person. Depends on what, maybe what floss they use, how hard they, they floss. All the factors that will define whether it's not for sure going to bleed. Some people have more sensitive gums. They always bleed. Some people, the gums are, are semi-sensitive. They sometimes bleed. As long as it's not for sure going to bleed, it's 100% mutter. person can floss can floss on Shabbos, as long as it's under 90% of the time it bleeds. If it's 90% or above, which means almost every time they floss their teeth it bleeds, that's going to be Asr. So these are just two simple applications, brushing teeth, I'm sorry, I'm flossing teeth, brushing hair, which are malachas that can potentially or for sure will result in the action of what I'm doing, and that's going to depend on this rule of secretion. Because that's the couple, couple applications. We have the rule now no intent is mutter. 
unless it's for sure going to happen. It's the basic rule. Dovashin and Miskave and his mutter. Psukratia is aser. Psukratia, we're saying, is over 90%. And these are two simple applications brushing here and flossing teeth where it would apply in a very, very clear way. Yeah. Uh, for sure. It means... It, it, yeah, but... but Almost always, if it's like, you know, depends how hard it's stuck, and it's still probably going to be not for sure, because, I mean, if you knew that this situation for sure will, yeah, that is, that's a secretion. If you, what? What do you mean? So you, you could, th- and, and, and then stop? What? Again, if it's a secretion, you can't do it. Secretion of, of bleeding. Bleeding is, is a malachal device, potentially, of, of shochet, we'll get later on, of causing something to bleed. So if it's for sure, for sure going to bleed, it's going to be an issue. You can use a toothpick, which may <coughs> be less, less likely to bleed. Right? Then it might not work as well. So it has to find something which is going to work. But if it's, if it's a situation of bleeding, that could be a, a, dealing with a potential much more serious issue. Right? So that's, that's the basic rule. Now, let's go back to our case we mentioned before of sensors and things of this nature. How do we deal with that? That seems to be a situation. It seems to be Dovashen Miskavim, but for sure going to happen. It would seem to be also, and this is very, very relevant and will be increasingly more relevant as we go along. The technology advancing and the idea of more and more things being done, whether it's voice activation or sensors, things like, like of that nature, then it would be much more involved. Someone told me they just recently got a Nest. What's it called? Um, no, no, thermostat. thermostat. And they told me every time they walk by, it actually turns on to show you the heat and the time. They told me they had, they had this. So they could be there was a setting. They didn't know. They, they just sent it back. So they didn't want to deal with it. They saw that right away that every time it's, it's, it's off. But so they said that I've never seen them. So every time you walk by it, it turns on just to show you. The backlight turns on to show you what's going on. So this gets into a very similar shayla, right? If you... I guess I'm sure there's a certain proximity how close you have to be, but if you were proximity of this thermostat, that's obsecration. It's for sure going to go on. So can I walk by it? Can I not walk by it? Do I have to figure out how to shut it off? That's really the shadow we're dealing with. So there's one more very, very important piece to the rule of obsecration, and that's called obsecration de nichale or de lo nichale. I'm going to explain what that means, and we'll see how it applies in these situations. Obsecration de nichale means... It's a situation which I am nichal, I'm happy about. I'm interested in having the result. Situation the low nichal means it's for sure going to happen, but I have no interest in the result. I don't care about the result. I have no interest in the result. I don't want the result. That's called situation the low nichal. I don't want it to happen. And the truth is, back to the cases of the pulling out the hair, generally it's low nichal, um, causing to bleed. Generally, slow nichle. We'll see how that's going to apply in, in, in certain situations. But very often, a psychratia could be, have to be the, will be low nichle. Sometimes nichle. I'll give you a simple example. If you have a sensor which turns on a light, now let's say it's the backyard, it turns on a light. If you walk into the backyard, it's just going to go on. Are you nichle? Are you happy or interested in that light going on? Of course, you're not happy because of Shabbos. But that's not the fact. Are you happy inherently about this light going on or not? If it's dark in your backyard and you have to be able to walk through the backyard, you're nichale. You're happy that the light should go on. Now, again, you're not happy because of Shabbos, but inherently you're happy. You appreciate the lights on. That's called nichale. So 
again, the classic case of a sensor, I and mean, we, we used to have a sensor right near right the cut through, there was a sensor, I don't know if it's still there or not, but there, so when it's very dark, and Amberly is known to get very dark at night, and therefore you are very much appreciating the fact that now there's light, which you can actually see as you go. So therefore, you walk by the sensor, it's for sure going to go on, because that, that's the way sensors work, if you walk by it, so it's a psychratia, and it's psychratia of the nichalei, it's sure going to happen. That's always for sure aser. There's no, that, that's without question aser. If it's a psychratia of the nichalei, which means you walk by this sensor, you know, for sure the light's going to go on, and you're appreciating the fact that it goes on, that's almost, we call that almost like intent. Why? Like we said before, you know what's going to happen, and you actually appreciate that it's going to happen. So it's true, that's not the reason why you're walking. You're walking because you want to get to the other side of the street. But since you're nichalei, since you're actually appreciating the fact that it's, that it's happening, we look at it, that's like intent for it to happen. It's like you almost want it to happen. It's in the background of your mind, or maybe in the subconscious of your mind, that's something you appreciate to happen. And that's for sure going to be us. So a person cannot pass a sensor when it's nichalei. They want it to happen. But all the cases we mentioned before, whether it's the sensor which doesn't do anything, whether it's the pan on the garage, whether it's the Nest thermostat. All these cases, there's actually, or the case of the phone where it's being activated, there's no nichalei. I have no interest in the result happening. I don't care that small light goes on on the sensor. It doesn't do anything. I don't care about it. I don't want it. There's no interest in the what's print, coming out on that, on that keypad that's saying that the sensor's being blocked now. I don't care. I'm not using the sensor now anyway on Shabbos. So there's no nichalei on that result. That's called psychoatial below nichalei, which knocks down the whole level of psychoatial level. Why? Because the goal of psychoatial, as we explained before, was that it becomes like you want it. It becomes like it's your intention. If you don't care about the result, I don't have any interest in the result, it's hard to say that it's like I want it. I don't care about it. It doesn't make, make a difference to me. And that becomes certainly much more lenient in terms of halacha. Now still, psikoresha de lonichale by itself is still asa. It means if something is psikoresha de lonichale, that's still going to be an issue. But, if it's a psikoresha de lonichale with a combination of factors, primarily the fact that we're dealing with a malacha de rabbanan, which means that the violation of what I'm doing is at worst a de rabbanan, so it's called a psikoresha de lonichale and it's in a de rabbanan. That makes it even one level lower. And sometimes there's two drabanans, which will explain how that plays out. For sure, psikoresha with two drabanans is mutter. Okay? Is mutter actually a to do that? I want to explain how that plays out practically. Okay, this is a lot of information. I'm going to try to just go through this slowly just to get it clear because it's very, very important for so much of what we're going to do. So, what's psikoresha with the drabanan and what's two drabanans? So, let's go to the examples that we gave. First, I'm walking by a sensor and it causes a light to go on. Now this is obviously jumping ahead a lot. Is a light going on, drabanan or daraisa? Is that a isa daraisa or isa drabanan? So just to say some very simple rules, this is much more relevant when we get to the halachas of lights, etc. Incandescent bulbs are generally considered daraisa. Fluorescent bulbs are generally considered daraisa. LED bulbs are drabanan. That's a basic rule just to know about bulbs the world is shifting today to LED, and probably within the next 10 years, everything will be LED, which will make things actually, from a halachic perspective, much, much easier in many, in many areas, particularly things like this, 
particularly in things of asking a non-Jew to do things. There's a major differences between the Rabbanans and the Rices, what level we're dealing with. So one of the most important rules you have to know for the Rabbanans and the Rices is, is different bulbs. And again, incandescent fluorescent or the Rices, LED is the Rabbanan. That means if I cause an LED light to go on, in a case of psychration de l'onichalei, so exactly the case I mentioned before, I walk by the sensor, it causes on the sensor a small green light to turn on that shows the sensor was activated. That's a classic example of psychration de l'onichalei in a drabanan. Why? LED is drabanan. I don't care for the result to happen. It's true as a psychration, and that itself makes we just knocked it down two levels. It's no longer nichalei, it's now low nichalei, and it's a drabanan because the LED is only drabanan. Okay, so now walking by a sensor with the psychration of the lonichle with the rabbanan already made it much, much more lenient. That, some posts can actually say even one drabbanan is okay. Lachatchilu, we want at least two drabbanans. Okay, so we have a second drabbanan. How is it going to be a second drabbanan? So the question will be is, is this a normal way of turning on the, whatever's going on? That means we know that something is done with a shinui in an unusual manner. That's can be also drabanan. Anything is that way. Anything which you do in an unusual manner. If you th- do something with the back of your hand, as a, when it's normally done with the front of your hand, or with your knuckle, instead of doing it in a regular way, I, I think we're familiar with the idea that if someone has to call a taxi on Shabbos, in the case of where it's mutter, it's still always better to do with a shinui. Use your knuckles to make the phone call as opposed to using the way you normally do it. Why? Because that automatically knocks down a level two drabanan. And if it was... Durabanan until now, it's two Durabanans now, which makes it even more lenient. It's a double Durabanan. So, for example, just as an aside, making a phone call is actually it's considered it's a Durabanan. It's not the right, it's a Durabanan. Making a phone call with your knuckles is it's two Durabanans. So, the idea of using a shinny always knocks something down to a Durabanan. So, now our question is is walking by a sensor considered to be a normal way of turning on this LED light? Is it a normal way inherently of t- turning on LED light? Now, we can look at this in different ways. I want to just tell you the, the, the way we hold the halacha. La halacha, for sure, if this is what you're doing is just walking. Right? Walking is walking around the house or walking wherever you're going. We cannot say that regular act of walking is a normal way of turning on a light. When I walk, I walk. When I turn on lights, I turn on lights. Right? They're, not the, they're not the same thing. And therefore, for sure... It's not a normal way of turning on a light. Now, that's not always true. Let me give, look, give an exception. For example, right, right, exactly. When you walk through a, a doors, which is electro, um, electronic doors, the normal way of opening those doors is actually walking up to them. So then walking can be normal in terms of certain things, if it was structured to be normal. But turning on LED light, a normal, a normal way of turning on is not by walking by something. It's not a normal way of doing it. I'm walking. So when I, and the truth is that when you walk by the electronic doors that open, it's actually nichalei, because you want it to open, and it's sure going to be aser. Right? That's psikoresha the nichalei, you want it to open, it's actually davish and it's not even davish, you want it to happen. So that has all the negatives, so there's no way you can do that on Shabbos. But just from a halachic perspective, walking by a sensor is not going to be considered a malacha. Doraisa, it's not a normal way of doing it, not a normal way of turning on a light, turning on a a sensor, and therefore that's going to be two drabanans. Number one, it's LED. Number two, it's the shino, it's abnormal way of doing it. Once you have a psikresha, dilo nichalei, with two drabanans, <coughs> it's actually mutl, it's totally mutter. Mutlachatchila. Now, some people will say, is there an advantage to turning off the sensor? Yeah, I can't say there's no advantage, right? It's, it's permissible. 
I can't say there's no advantage, but certainly if someone either forgets or doesn't remember or finds it too cumbersome or too difficult, turn it off, you can leave it on. Leave it on. And the fact that it does something and in the, in the process, which is the psikrasha, the lonichal, and two drabanans, the light, and you don't care about it, as two drabanans, that's going to be okay. We have a freezer, right, which is, is an old freezer, and it has a light that says change the filter. Now, we don't use the water at the time it's hooked up to the water at all. So it has some light that says change the filter, which we don't use that filter at all. So every time you open the refrigerator door, that light goes on that says change the filter. Now that's psikrasha de l'onichale. Right, psikrasha opening the door is the light's going to turn on. It's l'onichale, I don't care or want that light to go on because I'm not even using the water thing. Drabanan, it's LED light. And it's also this fact, it's not a normal way of turning on, it's a, it's a shini, it's not a normal way of turning on a light. So that's permissible to ignore that. Ignore it. Yeah, we try to tape it at one point, it doesn't, doesn't work, right? Tapings, um, these things don't usually last too long. And at some point, you just left it, and, and that's fine. You just leave it, and opening the thing, yes, the light will turn on every time you open it up. Sequation of the lonichle, with two drawbuttons, that makes it mutter. This is a very, very, very important rule. It makes, it's going to become more and more relevant as technology gets more and more advanced and things are happening more and more in your house automatically. It's going to be a much, much uh, more relevant rule. But it's something one of the most important rules which people, people aren't aware of, right? There's a panic. Something's happening, right? Lights are going. There's a panic. That's Chavez. Okay, it's true. But once you have all the understanding of these rules, Psychratia, Lonichale, Durabanans, all the pieces in place, it makes things much more complicated in a way, but hopefully simple in a way also, to be able to see which, what's our and what's not. Yeah? So again, is it a normal way of... of I mean, right now, I'm just... Right now, in 2019, it might not be normal for so anyone to turn on. Right. That's correct. That's correct. In other words, it might be... It's probably already people have in their houses that all lights turn on my sensors. Right. So, if, correct. Or... Right. Or... Sure. That means if it's a normal way of, of doing things, for sure it's going to be take away the issue and the issue. But that's always going to be nichale also. That means you're never going to get to a point where you can turn on a light through a, walking into a room, which is right now an issue in hotels. Many hotels actually, that's true already, that lights turn on, air conditioning turns on, heating turns on, all by walking into the room, all through a sensor. Right? You cannot stay in such a hotel on Shabbos, for sure not, because that's all nichale. So those, it's never going to get to a point dealing with nichale issues because... Nikhle is never going to be permissible. So once you do a low Nikhle, then it's almost usually going to be the Shini as well because it's not a normal way of doing something which is not doing anything, right? When, when you, it's a small sensor light, whatever, it's not a normal way of turning that on, right? That's not, it's normal, it might become a normal way of turning the, the main lights on. Like you walk into a room, it turns the lights on, similar to you walk into an electronic door and it opens up. So that's going, potentially become, going to become more normal. It may take away the Shini issue, but generally, also, once you take that, you have Nikhale as well. Which, right, the smart houses, which are becoming more and more common, are going to be an, always an issue. Because they're all programmed to do things for you, which are Nikhale. And once it's Nikhale, it's never permissible. Right. Yeah. For Nikhale, let's say it was a cut through, right? So if I walk through, I know it's going to turn on. If I close my eyes, so I'm not benefiting. Yes, that, that makes low Nikhale. Yes, that for sure makes low Nikhale. The problem is usually it's incandescent bulbs, which is still Doraisa. And that's going to be still perhaps an issue, mm-hmm. but for sure you made a low nikhle. You definitely knocked it down a level, okay. and which is definitely much better. 
there are other, other factors involved as well if you can't avoid it, right? It means often, truth is that very, a lot of the sensors that sometimes you can see how far away you walk, right? So if you do, as long as you try, if it actually goes on, you didn't do anything wrong. It wasn't obsequatia. It, was, it means you intended not to go on, it wasn't obsequatia. People like, you know, awful panic, the light went on. Just keep walking, it's fine. Nothing happened, you didn't do anything wrong. And because, right, 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 just keep walking, that's fine, just keep walking, you had no intention for it to happen, and the fact that it was, it was there, that's, that's, there was no intention, so that's that just, back to the rule of psychratia, but yes, if you close your eyes, it will make a low nikhali, and the sun makes it better, other factors make it more complicated, the fact that it's incandescent, but if it's, let's say it's an LED, right, which many poles are, are changing over to that, and you close your eyes, you can actually, and, and you know there's a sense of the if you don't have another way, just walk by, close your eyes and walk by, and then and you're 100% fine. Right? So that's going to be a, certainly a good solution in an LED bulb, in an incandescent bulb, which, you know, if it's still that, that's more questionable. That's, that's the right, so, which is more serious. Yeah. Security cameras that are like these three. Okay, so security cameras, is, we have them in the shul. Right? We have security, they're running 24 7, and they're on Chavez. But I'm saying if there's no movement around them, like, Right, they're motion sensors, and they, they go on when, right. So let's think about what's happening. Person walking by them, person has no interest in being captured on video and having his picture recorded for posterity, right? He has no interest in that. So that's low nichelay. It's drabanans, right? Cameras are all drabanans, and it's, it's only it's with the shinu. So we actually leave them on, and I don't even try to turn them off. There's some posts that recommend turning off the screen, more of a zilzal Shabbos issue might be the green to Shabbos, having screens, playing things, you know, and, you know, right? No, it's just screens that are actually playing something live. Right? That's more, it's more, it does, but there's nothing happening that's, that's just, just going automatically, and that's fine, but, but it's, it's more of a zilzal. And I try usually to turn the screen off in my office, that's where the recording cameras are. I don't always remember if I don't, it's, it's fine, it's, it's no different technically if the screen's on, screen's off, and it, it's fine, it's all based on the same rule. Interesting that, that the old city is all recorded by cameras. That's, that's what I was told. That the entire old, every every step of the old city is you, you're on camera. Right, and probably more probably more than that now. But for, for many years, the old city was right. There are posts that actually helps us to go to the old city. I mean, if you don't go with this whole idea, it could be you can't go to the old city on Shabbos. Right. Yeah, it could be now at this point, it's, it's many, many places. But it's for, this is going back a number of years. The post came from a number of years back, because you can't go to the old city on Shabbos. So I, I heard because of this issue. Again, once you understand this whole rationale of it's no for me, and I don't care if I'm capturing a camera, I don't want to be capturing a camera, it's a drabanan, and it's not with the normal way of doing it. So then that, that makes it much to walk in a place, even though you know you're actually turning on the camera when you walk by, which is, in sure that is the way. If, if you're the first person to walk by it, you're going to turn it on as a motion sensor. They don't, it doesn't record all day and night. It records only when someone walks by. It, it's kicked on by motion. So the person is turning it on, whoever's walking in, and, and we don't turn it off. It's, you know, it, so that's, it's all based on the same rule of this idea of Lom particularly when it's Rabbanans, or two Rabbanans, that gets into this thing. I we'll continue this next week. I want to see a lot more ramifications of this and exactly how it applies in different cases.